Oh, Mitch, I'm sorry. I was just so surprised to see you standing there. Not as surprised as I was. Everybody, uh, welcome to our first episode. My name is Andrew. I'm Bill, and uh, you know I think we're just two guys who love TV so much that we even started watching bad shows. This is the Bay Watching uh, uh, podcast. Okay, so Bill hasn't ever seen much Baywatch. No I haven't Baywatch. seen that much Baywatch, and this is like our preliminary episode to discuss uh, before we watch the pilot. But but I have prepared a, a subtle history. For you all, you know, get but, us into it. Drew. But I'm gonna get you into it. I'm gonna tell you about someone. You might be a little taken off guard. I'm actually just gonna give you a history right now about a man named Gregory J. Bonin. Who's he? But Gregory J. Bonin. Well, he was born in uh, June 28th, 1952. Wait, his Bill. name's Bowman. Bo- Bonin. Bonin. I mean, I, we can check. Uh, I should have, you know, I'm, I'm I not prepared. Say, I should have checked the phonetic pronunciation. You didn't write a joke for that. I know. Bone. I know. I, but you know, the thing is, he seems like kind of a nice guy. Okay. He's not like a bastard. Okay, uh, but not boning. That he, uh, so he was boning along, and he was what, boning along. What, what, Someone, what, his, what his year father was, was what, boning along. What year was he alive, or what year was he relevant? Well, he was boning along after his father boned along with his mom. He came out in June twenty eighth, nineteen fifty two. That's when okay. G- that's when Greg was born. I'm gonna call him Greg. Greg, you know, right. and as a youngin, Greg suffered from severe asthma and allergies. Bill, okay, he was also born with club feet and what severe. A, wait, clubbed feet? What is clubbed? That? Okay, so. It's uh like he doesn't have toes, they're just uh, clubs. Fuck, I don't know. I didn't look that up either. Oh. But it's God. some impairment, right? That Okay. Could he not, walk? Uh, I th- I think he like his feet were like you could go dance at his feet and have yeah, a, he maybe just go didn't do the have disco. to get he wouldn't get drafted, like bone spurs type thing maybe. You can't do shit. That's the point. Yeah, like you okay. can't get drafted, you can't do like a lot of sports, okay. you know. All right, okay. And so he had club feet, he had severe visual impairment and he nearly this is weird cuz this is what I read but he nearly died twice before the age of 2. So he was not ass- meant to live. Not meant to live. And I assume he nearly died from like all those impairments. It just said in the thing I was reading, and he nearly died twice <laughs> before the age of two. Okay. No, like, no, what is that? Well, maybe he fell into a pool with he, over his clubbed feet or something. Right. That might have been one. I, Who I, knows? I, I could see if you have bad vision, clubbed feet, club feet yeah. you're going to have lots of accidents. But you know, tell me how you feel about this, because as I tell you this history, I, I started to get the feeling that like he wrote this, and it was just like, let me just read you more of like his history right Wait, so so i was i in my i'm kind of guessing that this is going to be the showrunner creator of well you'll Baywatch. S- you're you're right uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so right you know how he was born right that's okay. how he was but he was not one to be put down by a shittily dealt hand build no greg was determined to be an athlete you know oh. he attended uh palisades like greg abbott like greg abbott or 
Yeah, the I think that's the name. The pitcher for the Angels. He was born with I one hand. I don't know shit about. He's a one-handed sports. pitcher, dude. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure there are others, but maybe go they on. were friends. But uh, uh, Greg went to Palisades High School, right, from '67 to 1970, and since his allergies ruled out any outdoor sports, Bill, what do you think he did? He couldn't do Gymnastics. outdoor sports. Good guess. He joined swim team. Okay. Okay. He wore. I think swimming's outdoors, but no, I no, guess he was always... inside. They had the indoor pool, right? Oh, but, and, what, but the beach swimming, I'm thinking. Well, you're getting ahead of our story okay, here. Right, you know, he, right, go ahead. he wore contact lenses to correct his vision because remember he had bad vision. And But swimming with them wasn't easy. So he employed special visual aids so that on the walls, painted the, around to see the pool. And then he got good, I guess, thanks to the ADA, that, right? That they, okay, you have, if you have an impaired person, you, you should paint visual aids. See, it sounds wacky. That's why I'm like, maybe well, he wrote this. Hold like, on, because wouldn't he just? Why doesn't he just get corrective um, goggles? Maybe it's because like the 70s, and I don't know. Maybe yeah, they, don't they might this. not. That's could that could be. And then he's in 88. It wasn't there either, so I don't. I shouldn't that's, have said yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, you know, ultimately, he specialized in the backstroke because I guess he used the flags. He looked at the flags that were hanging in the gym, right? And then I'm just thinking, oh, that was such a specific pool to be like good at in, right? Like. What if you go to like a meet somewhere else and the flags are mis- arranged well, maybe differently? Maybe they all have flags. I don't know. I don't think that's Olympic a standard pool thing, but I don't know much about. <laughs> now, but now that you said that about the flags, I'm thinking about the RCC Olympic pool that I grew up uh, taking swimming. I think they had flags. Well, maybe it's a standard. I feel like it's a standard thing with Olympic pools. Let us know if you're a flag. Yeah. If you're a pool person. But uh, but Bill, let me let me continue. You know, now that he had conquered the pool, where did he want to go? He set his sights on something much larger the ocean hmm. in 1970 greg began work well this as sounds a like a bad idea he has to use the flags above himself how's he just gonna, to how's he come straight how is he gonna I know what i don't know how he ever corrected his i don't know how he ever got good at swimming in the ocean maybe he used the sun <laughs> and the moon well i guess it's easier to tell like which way to go when you're in the ocean i guess you just have to yeah go to the land yeah go yeah. to the land <laughs> and bring the people you're saving yeah but he you know he went to the ocean bill and in the 70s he became a lifeguard in la L.A. City Ocean Lifeguard. Then he went to... Th- this guy's crazy. Then he went to the Olympics. So now are we like in the 70s? Munich, here? 1972. He went to the Olympics. He was a, he was in the Olympics. He qualified for he the Olympics? He was a non-competitor, Bill. He was oh. a non-competitor. He was recruited, though, by the U.S. <laughs> Olympic Committee and trained to compete in the modern pentathlon. But alas, he did not qualify. But guess what? He still won some real gold at those Olympics because he met, Bill. He met... All of these documentary filmmakers, right? And he became an award-winning documentarian himself because these people took him under his wing. He started filming, you know, athletes. Okay, okay hold on. So he, he's like, he's good enough to get like in the running for the Olympics. He's good enough to get in the running. He doesn't quite make it. Doesn't quite make it. He's like, I'm going anyways. Just yeah, as he a wants to go as a non-competitor. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm a little confused about this non-competitor air well, quotes. More and more, I'm doing. thinking like he wrote this and he just wants to include these cool facts about how he almost went to the Olympics. You know? <laughs> you know right. I mean? He needs to get that in there. That yeah. was very close, but it almost sounds like he didn't quite make it. But then he just still went as a spectator. Okay, and, and, yeah. And I'll divulge this to you. You already know. Like this is a, one of the creators of Baywatch. Okay. Right. This is like the main creator. He he hired like. Got two other writers to help him. And, like, you go to Wikipedia, and there's three people credited as creators of Baywatch, right? These other two writers, you go to their Wikipedia page, no biography. He has a very extensive biography. This man has a very extensive biography. Also, he's not made much outside of Baywatch and some sports documentaries. So maybe it's possible he wrote the. It feels like he might have written it because he sounds he just wanted to make a really cool representation of himself out there. It's very 
flattering. It's very flattering, and it's and you know, and I don't really have any. He's reason overcome to believe... a lot of adversity, and, I, and it's like I have any reason to believe any of this is is wrong. But it's right. just that there's unnecessary well, amount of information. Well, that like... part about I went to the Olympics, but as a non-competitor, yeah, <laughs> it's a little weird to yeah. me. But okay, okay. So he went to the Olympics, met a bunch of people who yeah. were there making documentary making films docs. about, and athletes. I tried to trim it down a little, you know, because his thing is real long. So I tried to make it a story, right? That was all interconnected, related, and 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 he met these documentary filmmakers bill he became award-winning documentary documentarian and you know his calling card were these like slow action shots of like athletes doing their thing right it's like diving super slow into the water or right and he would he would would juxtapose this with like rock and roll music okay now i bright neon like bright ass neon colors wait wait hold on i i Go back for a second. I think yeah. I got a little lost. Oh, yeah. So this was one of the documentary filmmakers that he was meeting with who was specializing in this type of... No, Greg, our oh, guy. that was his... Like, he got into... Do- they, they, you know, so I skipped that's over just a lot. How he, got... he started making sports documentaries. Okay. And, and that became his signature... This became his signature. ...kind of uh, style. Exactly. Okay. Right? And, uh, and now we're in, like, the mid-70s? Yeah, now... Yeah, we're in about... Now I'm, about, I'm jumping back to 74. Oh, because that whole cast and crew of operators and camera people that worked on his documentaries that had that particular style mm. became the large majority of contributors to his most famous project. Like, okay. they worked with him on it. Right. Which uh, is a secret. You don't know what it is. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and in 1974, he graduated uh, Cal State University, Long Beach, with a degree in journalism. That just pops up. <laughs> In the story, <laughs> no context. Nothing ever happens with that degree in journalism. It just he, well, that's whoever wrote the article on Wikipedia wants I mean, to let you know. I think that's pretty normal, right? Well, it is, but he's now he's a lifeguard. You know, he's this uh, documentarian. He's a non-competitor and at the Olympics. And then he just went and got, got a, degree a degree in journalism. In journalism, you know, yeah. Um, lots of shit for one life, right? And then you know, now he's you know he's back home. He's inspired by the ocean, right? Greg imagined a television series in around the mid-70s that featured heroic stories of his lifeguard buddies. And in the summer of 1977, while working at Will Rogers State Beach here in California, uh, Greg performed a routine rescue of some children who were caught in a riptide, okay? He went out there, he saved them. The children's father happened to be the fucking future CEO of NBC. So like any good (laughs) lifeguard rescuer, when you save someone's kids, the next thing you do is you pitch them your fucking show, right? They're indebted to you a little bit, well, right? You know what? The ha- next thing you do is pitch your fucking show. Well, I, he's a little unethical. <laughs> I'll tell you this because I had an Bill experience. Bill has a background in I, law I and ethics. He can, well, te- he's well, got, he can tell us some well, shit. Well, no, no. I have a person. This is more as a personal anecdote. Okay, okay. About, about what is eth- what the stand- ethical standard for a, fi- for a lifeguard who oh. saves someone accepting gifts. Okay. Because I was uh, saved by a lifeguard caught in a riptide. Yeah, I remember like three, you and a friend of ours. Ten, yeah, Brian, five, right? six years ago. Yeah, Brian and I, when yep. we were out here off the coast of Southern California, <laughs> Newport Beach, and we got caught in a, in a uh, riptide. And it was so far out that they were like, we were trying to get the, when they finally saved us, they were like, we were trying to get the Sea-Doo. Like, or what do you call wow, that, like that thing? Ski. Yeah, the jet ski. But it was being used somewhere else. So we just, it's going to be a long, long haul trek swim. back. Yeah. yeah. They, when they, they're just kicking, you know, here's your floaty thing and kick. Yep, yep. So we, we, we got back to the shore 
And me and Brian were just like, do you guys say Because we were thinking we were going to die. Before yeah, they came, we thought, we're, we're, yeah, we were freaked out thinking we were going to die for a while. Brian's asked me to save him. I'm like, I can't save you. You're making a choice like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I got to leave my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm. we're both dead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then they came up out of nowhere and saved us So because uh, some surfers pointed us out. But anyways, so when we got there back to the shore, we were like, thank you guys so much. Like, And me and Brian just went to our back to our stuff and got like 20 bucks out which is all we had and we was like here dude thank you so much we want to buy you a beer or, yeah. like pizza or something buy you guys lunch and he's like no 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 he like refused it full harley he's like this is our job this is what we this do, what we do. Yeah. like no you, you don't and i feel like there might be some uh thing a little unethical about a lifeguard then like using saying, hey, yeah using that i uh, because here we wanted to offer them money and they right. felt unethical about taking it right and now here's this other lifeguard on the flip side saying hey i just saved your kids how about uh would you, you listen to me would for you a listen minute? to me would pitch you go into you an this? elevator with me for a second yeah, I'm so gonna i give can you my picture this yeah <laughs> No, I, I understand that. I didn't ever think about that, and that's interesting. That's all I wanted to throw out, yeah. And so you have that little unethical. Yeah, yeah. You know, that righteous, that, that lifeguard is a little more righteous yeah. like, than, then, then than, this... than the guy that created Baywatch. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Maybe he's not the best uh, lifeguard to be modeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay, go on. It happens, and Bill, I'm sad to let you know, right? Like, yeah, so he, you know, he saves the guy's kids. He decides to pitch. Personally, too, I wish that I could, like, I've pitched people shit before, right? And it's hard. It's scary. Like, you think they hate you right away. But if yeah. you'd save their goddamn kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you're talking about. Like, there's some there's some <laughs> unethical shit there. Right. So, but guess what? God damn it. He said no. He the said exact- no. The guy said no. But not not like in a, not because, like, you're being an unethical lifeguard. He was just kind of like, oh, work on it, you know? Yeah. He, he had he, pitched. Yeah, his, the pitch wasn't good. He, he said no to his idea called ACES. A-C-E-S which was Aquatic Corpse for Emergency Service. Like, that was his show. Hmm. And it was just lifeguards saving people and shit, right? Okay. At 1981, at his mother's suggestion, he renamed his show Baywatch. Coincidentally, it's the same title as our podcast. But he couldn't get any interest for another goddamn six years, you know? Eventually, he gets these people involved. Six years. He's six just more pushing years. this around? Just patient, like... He's just pushing it around. He gets these writers involved right. to help him kind of like punch it up. Right? Yeah, exactly. And then in 1988, there's the Writers Guild strike, okay? What are these? Just do you know what these other writers that I know he's their names. Like finding? That he, are they like actually writers who have worked on stuff? Or? They're people who can, when I looked at, when I went to their uh, their Wikipedia, uh, they had written like several other shows together, and they seem like yeah, they're just showrunners. They're writers. They did shows. And you know? why would they be willing to work on? Him? I'm wondering. I how, read that like... his um, whoever he's with at the time, his like wife, or some something? connection. Yeah, like someone he knew was like related to one of these right. writers. Either we're dating so them, he was or his somehow wife able was to his get brother. the ears of these people. He and got their ear, and they're like, "We'll help you. Okay, we'll help you punch it up." You know. All right. But then, like during the uh, 1988 Writers Guild strike. For some reason, like, his production company couldn't use written scripts to pitch the show. There was some technicality. I don't know. And I don't. I didn't go hmm. deep into it, okay. but we'll find out why in uh, one part day, maybe. Of the strike. Yeah. Like, so what happened was, like, the people that were, like, managing the show and saying, fuck, we can't, we can't pitch a pilot. But what about Greg? 
what if what if we did something revolutionary and you made a video pitch? What if you created a video sales presentation styled like one of your old sports documentaries, you know? Mm. And Greg thought, okay, you know, I'm going to use my documentary crew that I've always used to shoot and edit footage of the March 1988 lifeguard tryouts, along with slow motion action shots and several of his lifeguard friends. <laughs> it was just the tryouts? That was just the tryouts. On the strength of that presentation, a two-hour a two-hour movie pilot was commissioned for NBC entitled Baywatch. Panic at Malibu Pier. That's what we're about oh to gosh. watch, Bill. And that's what where we where we start our journey. That's what leaves us here. And I just want to say this guy is fucking a wild card, right? Like he he's seems... crazy. Let me just go on and this won't spoil into our Okay. You know, I wanted to leave off like right before the pilot, you know. But yeah. there were some other tidbits that I just wanted to tell you because I think they're okay. funny. In 1989, while scouting, well, this leaves us before the pilot. Yeah. While scouting positions, uh, positions, locations for the pilot in Venice Beach, California, the producers and writing staff were all there, and Greg was approached by a teenager who had lost his friend in the water. While they were scouting locations, <laughs> Greg swam out and made three surface dives. Why do we have all this information too? He made three surface dives oh. before he could find the boy. Then on the fourth dive. Uh, he found the boy who had been submerged for several minutes. He revived him using mouth-to-mouth resuscitation while he was treading water. In the water, he revived him. So, Also, I don't understand. The boy was taken that to seems UCLA. Like, it's like, cause I was a junior lifeguard yeah. uh, when I was like a, 15. A, a, a boogie board or something? Yeah. Well, if you have the flotation, Floaty, right? then possibly. Cause, yeah, because they're like, no, you don't go. They would tell you, you don't go out if you I, don't have a flotation yeah. thing because they will just take you down. I did not investigate further the citations okay. to see. You know, I okay, just, no, but okay, but he's a life. The, it was okay, maybe, maybe, but okay. The boy apparently was taken to UCLA Medical Center where he recovered. And Greg received the Medal of Valor from Los Angeles County for performing wow. that rescue. So and somewhere you could probably look that up, I'm sure. Yeah. You know. Wow. I didn't, but I'm sure. So you could. like this was all like while he's scouting locations. Just scouting for the pilot. <laughs> he just saves this guy. Just saves a guy, yeah. Well, and he shit. already has the show, so he doesn't have to pitch anything to their parents. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's already got the pilot going. And in and, and 1994, LA County um, Lifeguard Services merged into Los Angeles County Fire Department. And so that made Greg um, a firefighter. He just includes that. It's just, he never talked about like, fighting fire. I, I keep saying he as if he wrote this, which I think he did. It seems like Who he else did. would write all that? It's just, and the way he throws in this journalism degree. It's yeah. not relevant, but I just want you to know it's on my resume. Yeah. And I realize the last other tidbits I have to be uh, think about. I, I want to say to you, as far as I know, he's still lifeguarding. Uh, Wait. As of 2019. How? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Because... I know that as a lifeguard, like every morning before your shift, yeah, like that's how it was in California when I was a junior lifeguard because that was like next year. It's like, okay, and then you can be a regular lifeguard and then you have to do – and it was like – and we as junior lifeguards would have to do them too. Yeah. But it wasn't like – we weren't real lifeguards. So it wasn't like a certification thing. But to stay certified, you have to do so many laps in the pool before your shift. Yeah. Like every morning, I you see. have to yeah. do so many of this type. A workout this. routine. Yeah. yeah. And if you can't Maybe do it, then you can't – Maybe he's guys who just – he does it. Well, swimming know? is one of those – Types things you can do to old age I, I, a lot. I, 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 I wanted to show you some pictures of him, but I didn't. Is he still I, like I in good, to put those. good like fitness? Well, the most recent picture I think is like maybe like in the last 10 years. And he looks, he doesn't look, you know, bad. But he's like Jack LaLanne kind of? I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't. I don't know the reference well enough. Oh, you don't know Jack LaLanne? He no. was like the person who popularized working out and fitness in the 50s. Oh, okay. Well, there's a then he had from, the from, juicers, like, the 80s, you know, the juicers. Look, he looks like fucking Swayze, right? Like he's like, ooh, he does look like a lifeguard. He looks like... 
you know, he's he's cut and he's right. got his muscles. So you know, I don't maybe, but okay. But let me tell you the last wow. the last little tidbits here, and then then you know we can just we can just be free and just talk about what we think. Good but watch. so yeah, might still be a lifeguard. I don't know. I just thought this quote was funny. He said, "This is him." My success was less about being a great filmmaker and more about being a good businessman, surrounding myself with people who were talented in a variety of different areas. Like that quote all, both makes me feel like, yeah, that makes sense and is reasonable, yeah. but also makes me feel like he's kind of got some Trumpian vibes, like some Trump vibes. He's like, oh, I just kind of fucking Baywatch is my thing, and I just, it just kind of worked. And but he seems like good. He doesn't seem. You know what I mean? I know he probably wrote this, but he doesn't seem like that snidely or shady. He just seems like very into his own story. Right. Right? Right. But uh, then, I, okay, so that's the last part about Greg, really. But I want to ask you, Bill, how long do you think Baywatch was on the air? I remember when I was a kid, it was just constantly like commercials for it all uh-huh, the time. Uh-huh. I feel like, and I remember sometimes like, I remember like the joke kind of being that it was like they're sexy people. Uh-huh. It's kind of like almost pornographic. Yeah. They're, and almost the same thing with Xena, the warrior princess. Yeah. On the other, that was, the but satire... that I watched. I watched the shit out of Xena, the would warrior you, princess. Well, would you say it's almost that like. Never the, watched Baywatch. Would you say almost that like the sort of like cultural satire was more like. You that were it's more a aware sexy of that show. than the actual show. Oh, yes. Right. Yes, I was aware of it just being, ooh, the sexy show. And wasn't like Pamela Anderson like yep. one of the yep. we're like, get main people? You know, yeah. If we and I remember on. and I I remember the joke from uh one of my movies growing up, you know, being born in nineteen eighty eight during the writer's strike. Yeah. Was when well. uh yeah. <laughs> it was I remember it. I remember uh, <laughs> But yeah, growing up in 1980, of course, like I was prime age for like uh, Billy Madison, yes. Happy Gilmore, and that Adam, those Adam Sandler movies. Yes, and I'll always, and I still kind of just memorized both those movies and yeah. every line. Yeah, and I always remember when I think of Baywatch, I think of the line from Happy Gilmore when like uh, Shooter McGavin makes that really lame joke. He's like, I played. Uh, golf with so and so yesterday, and let me tell you, this guy spends more s- time in the sand than David Hasselhock. And it's like a super lame right. joke that he says all the time, right? And I and was you like, knew enough and about I, I knew to know the cultural reference, right? Well, so, I remember. I think I had to ask did my you mom know about golf like, or somebody, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like I had, I had to have the joke explained. Or I remember, like it was one of those jokes I did not get when the first time I watched it. Yeah, and eventually I got. Oh, it's because that's the lead actor in Baywatch, the show about the Beach. people on the sandy uh, beaches, uh. and there are sand traps in golf. So he spends his. Oh, and I got it. Yeah, but that's about where I leave off of my knowledge of Baywatch. Well, okay, so back to the, the question, though. How long was it on the air? Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like I saw it for a long time, and I don't feel What'd like it was Give me rerun, a so I'm, years. I'm saying nine. Count. Nine years? I'm saying it ran for fucking ever. You're, you're right. It went from, I like, believe, Night 1989 Court. to 2001. Like, we were, like, kind of people by then. You know, like, oh, by 2001, we were, like, maybe Middle knew schoolers. each other. Yeah, we did. And when we, we were like donning our personalities of who we now are. Yeah, we were beginning to, to have personalities. On, yeah, you know, in middle school. Okay, here's my next question though. What do you think was the um, primary demographic who watched Baywatch? And I'm talking like, what gender do you think watched oh, Baywatch uh, the most? Uh, that's what I thought. Maybe you were going. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I feel like the obvious answer, and it's going to kind of be mine. But I feel like I'm setting myself up for one of those trick like reveals. Everyone feels like this. Yeah. I, I asked someone else. I asked Peter this question. Okay. 
I was yeah. like, test what I'm going to ask Bill. I, uh, I of course, feel like it's male. And because it's an action show, too. So, yeah. actually, no, it seems like the obvious answer. Male. Yeah, and male, the, age got, 18 to, like the, to 35. The sort of, like, right, the, what is it? The uh, objectification of yeah, women in women, slow motion. There's guns and yeah. action. 65% female. Whoa. Yeah. With its uh, number one audience being women aged 18 to 34. So, it's same age, just but opposite... Huh. So, uh, speaking in 2001, here's the guy that I remember his name, Schwartz, but there's really no information. He's not that interesting of a character. At least he doesn't want to share his interesting life with us like Greg does. Right. But but Schwartz, I forget his first name. You know, he said in 2001 that after doing focus groups on Baywatch for about five years, they learned that the show appealed to that demographic because most of its lead characters were strong, independent women who were heroic, who were saving lives, and who were equal to men. In oh. terms of how most other men were represented on TV, like they were actually doing that shit. What's that? The Bechtel test? Yeah. It's we like, we will find out. We, we will, will just, do this test will, as we watch. Yes, it. we should. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I yeah, we'll have to pull it up. But how I remember many times one of the women the... talk about people on screen or have a conversation or any interaction on screen, right? My understanding of it that doesn't have to do with like a male in the story, right? Yeah, or like yeah, or they, some like, kind it, of romance well, like, or something. Yeah, that's of... like I've heard it too. It's like, yeah, how many times are like two women talking and it's not about another man? Right. I, like, or like the, yeah. So like, we'll have to look it, uh, it up exactly so we can apply it. Yes. But yeah. But same, I could, I could see that though in this show, as you say that I'm like, yeah, I could see like two lead, uh, you know, uh, lifeguard yeah female lifeguards like yeah. trying to solve this problem together yeah. and work it and yeah and women being into that i could see that maybe and, and i'm trying it's almost like i'm you know because we went in jokingly this was ironic right like we're watching this fucking ironically but then i'm like reading that and i'm like oh now i'm like saying like no this is like progressive and and and, and sort of like woke in a way you know <laughs> it's sort of empowering women you know which i don't think we're gonna find like holds true completely you know, because to was... spoil a little bit, like, I have watched, like, misplaced episodes. Like, that's what got me into wanting to do this. Right. And then I was like, Bill, and I love TV, so I kind of, like, I want to seriously analyze this show with, like, my friend Bill, but because I think it's a joke. But as I started watching it as a joke, I, I became, like, um, confounded by certain things in it, you know? Yeah. Like, sometimes I was watching, like, a white savior narr like, narrative, mm. right? Where it was like the Baywatch, like people were gonna save like these inner city kids right. by taking them to the beach and teaching them surfing for a day, yeah. but then like drop them back off and they're terrible. You know what I mean? Like it was just like it made like the white people that were on Baywatch feel good, or I don't know. You know, it it, it wasn't kosher. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but then, uh, uh, well, and this was at the time period that this was being made at, like the kind of this was the end of history as now we kind of refer yeah, to it as right. like that it's before the internet. Right? Yes. Before, Is that what you're referring to? Well, no, no, I'm referring to like that book by that uh, guy called the end of history. Oh. But I hear, I hear like that time Link period in referred the to description. Um, yeah. I'll find out the name of it. He has like an, like an Asian sounding last name. I don't know if he's Asian or not, but it's a very famous book uh, in like pol political science worlds i guess but yeah it's like all it's it was came out like in the 90s like late 90s i think during like the internet like boom and stuff before the bust mm -hmm. and it was like uh kind of where uh, the time where the, the world basically and this is what the book is kind of about like how and this is why now i think people looking back at it now are like yeah so when we were in the end of history time we thought yes. everything's now fallen into place yeah. we're just gonna 
now this like neoliberal yes. capitalism is yes. just we're just going to now perfect it. But yes. this is the system. We got Bill Clinton in office. Yes. Things are just going to get better and better yes. slowly as we, as we globalize the world in our neoliberal yeah. order. And that's I think a point of our podcast that that's as you as you're um talking about it right now as I've been watching it I feel like, you know, it's going to become a little political and social commentary. And there's things about Baywatch then that are going to be a reflection of, like, how we got here. You right. know what I mean? Like, well, then that, where we what thought you we just were. said kind of make, seems like that fits very much into that. Like, oh, here's how we can solve the problem through, mm-hmm. like, giving these kids some lessons in uh, surfing or anything that yeah. just gets them out of their impoverished neighborhoods. And then, okay, we gave them the surfing lesson. Nothing I, structural, nothing. I have a feeling we're going to see that story over and over again because watching it random, I've seen it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just, I've seen it already up. a couple times. Yeah. Right. So, anyway, yeah. I mean, end of Bill brought up the end of history. Maybe that's the end, end. of our preliminary podcast. All right. Right? Well, I mean, I don't know. I have, yeah. Tell I me, mean, if you I don't know thoughts. what we're end thoughts. No, I'll say I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it because I have no Do idea you what we're to gonna Baywatch? get into, like at all. No, yeah, no. I here's what I'm curious. I, I never would have either. I'm curious is if now I do. Will it have a narrative that like follows through more like a serialized drama? Yeah. Or will is gonna is it because what I here's what I imagine from what I remember as being up. I feel like it's gonna have. And it's almost like it was a mistake that it features all these female women in regular roles. Because I'm, I compare it in my head now as an adult. Now I kind of, I think I know more about what it is now in hindsight than I did when I was a kid. Yeah. Because um, I was just like seeing it and I was like, oh, this is boring. I watched it once for some boobs and there wasn't much boobs and it was more just a boring show. Yeah. So like, I didn't watch it and Xena was an interesting show with boobs. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, I'm gonna watch Xena. Yeah. But um, now I think of it more as like a procedural cop mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. just with the beach. <laughs> and like, why are these lifeguards cops? I don't know. But <laughs> we're going to find out. <laughs> but yeah, because that's what – but anyway. Well, he told us. Remember he was like, oh, I was a – you know, a lifeguard, and then some county. Oh yeah, because they then became a firefighter. A firefighter. Now I could see the harbor detectives or harbor police. Like there was that second season of The Wire that was all about the docks. Yeah. And but uh, I don't. I'm a little confused how another, they're doing like yeah. law enforcement because <laughs> a lifeguard you can be at 16. Yeah. Right. And that's like, what that's, sounds like <laughs> that's what Greg did because it was like in high school, I think, or, or, yeah. or early college. Because when I was a junior lifeguard, that was because I was yeah. 15. Yeah. And the next year, I could apply for a real lifeguard position. But you did ask about like, is there a narrative trajectory? And I don't really know. One thing I do know is that there was a quite a fluctuating ensemble cast. So I think we're gonna have right. to get to low, get to know a lot of different characters and okay, stuff. Yeah. But I think there's gonna be some interesting like soapy. I think we're right. gonna like it. In and a that's weird way. and that's what I was wondering but, is if it's gonna be more of like an episode episode cop procedural, yeah, or is yeah. it gonna have more threads that go into longer form? We'll see. You know, but I also think we're I think there's gonna be some long form like multi episode arcs. arcs. Yeah. But I think also um, we're gonna know it, it might become we learn the story of Greg a little more because when you said that. Um, you know, something happened in like 2001. Greg became a light. He includes this in his documentary too. Like, oh, and then in 2001, like I was a lifeguard in, in Hawaii, you know? And I don't know what huh. was the impetus or what was the cause and effect for this, but guess right. what also happened in 2001? Baywatch like just did Ended. a season in Hawaii. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, huh. like they just went to Hawaii and did Baywatch, Baywatch Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't well, know if we'll I, get that far. Honestly. We might. But that's the end of Baywatch. I'm almost. I think. And there's movies. We got some movies coming. 
now that you say pilot, that, it's almost like seems like it should have been like off. a thing like and it's like csi and law and order like well we're gonna be able to watch like... baywatch at night there's like a or nighttime so there were some there's some spin-offs, there some spin-offs. nothing okay. was as successful as baywatch as in baywatch. fact baywatch was an international hit like the world loves Whoa. baywatch apparently that's well, what i read on wikipedia huh so we'll find out why yeah we'll find out because i i went into it from this kind of era i went back into a night court like yes, you know yes. and that's one of those it's hard to find streaming anywhere so i finally just purchased it watched the first season first season was like okay it's like that kind of goofy sick okay i liked it it was okay mm-hmm. then second season they swapped out like three of the main characters mm-hmm. kept the judge but and the da but everyone else was changed yeah and like the writing seemed a little different and then like haven't i've got like halfway through the second season and i'm done just just one more thing bill so we'll see just, just i might i might not finish baywatch is what i'm saying just just one more thing what? You ever watch Columbo? Ha <laughs> ha! Right? No, but that's when I kind of want to. Okay, get well, into. then you don't get my joke because that's always. Uh, just, and yeah, just I did. I did get thing. that, though. See? Because, yeah. like, Columbo was Columbo's so. good. Like, in yeah. my opinion. Like, yeah. I would like to watch, do a podcast of that and, right. and just love it and say, like, look, the production. That's value, actually, look, like, these good. Stories, yeah. They made movies. Like, yeah, no. Beautiful movies every week. I could week. see Columbo being good. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. Anyway, if I this... did watch Diagnosis Murder, which I think was a not as good version. Right. Yeah. My whole life, I always thought that um, that show was about someone named like th- I thought there was a name called Diagnose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like as a kid or whatever, you hear it yeah. in the culture, and I'm like, oh, Diagnosis Murder. Like, oh, what happened to yeah. Diagnose? He was murdered. Yeah. Or she. I thought it was. As as I thought it was a girl's name. <laughs> yeah. Di- Diagnose. Like right, Diane. Right. 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 But no, it was about a doctor who solved crimes. Right. And he was played by a famous guy who is now, but he was like famous as a younger person. And then that was like his role. Yeah. And he's old. Well, I'm going to prophesize right now. You know, we're watching this show because I thought it was going to be bad and it might be, but our network is going to grow. We're going to have to watch Eventually, a lot of other we might shows. Watch Some of them a good are going to be show. good. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. But right now, this is almost like we hate movies, but yeah. for television, that we're going to just subject ourselves to shitty shows so that. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Right. Now we're going to like go and, and probably get high and watch this pilot. We'll see. All right. <laughs> Bye. Love you. Love you. So long. I love you. <laughs> oh, sir. Just one more thing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at BayWatchingP. And on Instagram at Bay Watching Podcast. That's at Bay Watching P on Twitter, and on Instagram at Bay Watching Podcast. Find us where all your pisses are streamed. Mwah.